0: I don't know about you, but I find that I am always trying to arrange for the good life. When you take a day like today, all right, this is Easter, and we're celebrating, and for many of you, you have family gatherings and so on, and you uh, maybe you put uh, a nice outfit on the kids, maybe you're wearing something a little different than what you normally do, and We end up having big expectations for a day like this, but I've got to ask you, how's that going so far? You know, we're, we're, uh, you know, after, we're almost at 11 o'clock, so, you know, we're getting close to noon. Has it just been great? Have you just been full of joy? Uh, Did the kids jump into the new outfit like, yes, this is going to be awesome, I find that when I try to arrange for things, it never works out. What happens is that I get so stressed out thinking about what should be that I end up not enjoying the moment that I'm in. I mean, just this morning, I, I found that going on because we try to switch things up on a day like today. And so I'm trying to guide people in that and so on. And I'm sitting there thinking about and because I 'm doing that I'm not focused on the Lord <laughs> and that's the whole reason that I came here this morning is to focus on the Lord and to arrange or and to uh, worship him but when I get caught up in trying to arrange things, it never works out this morning I just want to tell you that if you're trying to arrange for a good life, if you're trying to arrange for um, an eternal life, I just want to tell you, you can't do it. There's only one that can make your life good, and there is only one that can give you eternal life, and that's Jesus. And the oddest thing is, is that if you want to live a good life, here's how you do it. You lay your life down. You cannot create life You cannot stop death, but you can beat death. Here's what I mean by that. You can beat death by choosing to lay your life down before death comes to you. You know, the fact that death comes to us is one of those things that is hard to accept. Um, Just this week, I found myself thinking about people that have been such a part of my life that are no longer a part of my life. You know, one of those people uh, is my father, and he's been gone for quite a few years now, but it's so odd because um, his memories are fresh in my mind. I mean, it's like he's still there. And this week, I found myself looking for an old voicemail that I saved just to, to hear his voice. And so I played that. And I mean, (laughs) I, I can still hear his voice inside of me. It's like he's still there. But the reality is, he's not. He's gone. And guess what? Here's the deal. Death is going to come to every one of us. Every one of us. And what you need to know is, you cannot raise yourself. You can't do it. You can't stop death, and you can't raise yourself. Even Jesus, the one that we celebrate today, did not raise Himself. It was the Father that raised Him. And He was able to be raised because of this. He chose to lay His life down. Not only did He choose to lay His life down to be crucified, he chose to lay His life down the entire time He lived here. The book of John tells us that Jesus said He only did what He saw the Father doing. So what that means is when He got up in the morning, He didn't think about, what do I want to do today? How do I want to make today a really good day? Part of the problem with that is this. Our life intersects with other people. And so like today, when you're trying to make today a really good day, what it means is you need other people to do certain things the way that you want them. (laughs) Not only does that not work with children, it especially doesn't work with adults. (laughs) Because we all have our own idea, do we not? You have your idea of what a great day looks like and the people you love have an idea of what a great day looks like. And so they try to impose their will upon you, you try to impose your will upon them, and it ends up being a big catastrophe. Well, the way that Jesus lived His life was not that way. He was God, but you know what? He did not walk around and force people to live life a certain way. He didn't get up and say, You know what? I'm the Son of God. I'm king. I need you to do this, and I need you to do this, and I need you to do this. That's not what he did. He got up and he said, Father, my life is yours. I'm living for you. You show me what to do today, and I will follow that. And because of that, Jesus experienced life as he lived and he was able to give life to other people. If you will choose to lay your life down and say, Lord, I'm yours. Live through me. I lay down all my expectations. You're going to find that you experience life. Even when circumstances aren't what you thought they would be, Even when circumstances are not what you would choose they would be. Again, death. Death happens. Even when a loved one dies, guess what? You are able to still experience life. And you're able to do that because the Father lives through you. This morning, I want to talk about not only eternal life, I want to talk about how to live right now. And I want to go to the book of Romans chapter 6 do that Romans chapter 6 talks about how we can have eternal life and life right now The apostle Paul was writing this and he said in verse 1 well then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And here's the really good part. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. It was the Father that raised Jesus from the grave. Jesus had to put His life in the Father's hands. He had to allow Himself to die and then from that point it was all up to the father but here's the thing all of his life was up to the father because again he got up the word declares and he simply did what the father was showing him if you want to have eternal life you can okay but you can't create it (laughs) Uh, it's not something that you get and hold on to and then you know when you meet God, you hand him some sort of ticket. It's nothing like that. Instead, it's you choosing right now to say, you know what? This trying to arrange for the good life is not working out. I'm simply going to hand this over to you, God. And you get to have control. Because guess what? He already has control anyway. We're fighting for something that we can't have when we try to control our lives. We can't have that. You can't stop death. You can't create life. But there's a promise that the one who creates life and the one who is able to overcome death, who has already overcome death, there's a promise that he wants to give us. And that is this. If you will lay it down now and say, God, it's in your hands. You tell me how to live my life. You tell me what to do each and every day. You tell me who to see. You tell me what to say. You tell me where to go. You tell me where to live. That's what it is to give our lives over to God. But sometimes we get this bad idea that it's like this okay, Jesus did something for us, and I can go, you know, receive that and hold on to it and then I just kind of live my life, try to be a good person, and then I get to you know, inherit what He inherited. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus simply let the Father live through Him. You can not only have eternal life, but you can have a good life now when He lives through you. That last verse, now we also may live new lives. We can't create that. The only thing that we have in our control is to lay it down. To die. And that's what the baptism is all about. We let ourselves go and we fall into the water. And guess what? If you've ever been through baptism, you don't raise yourself back up. The person doing the baptism is the one that raises you back up. Why? Because it's the picture of our life. We cannot raise ourselves back up. Only the Father raises us back up. What's the one thing that we have control of? The one thing we have control of is whether we surrender and give ourselves over and let ourselves fall into Him. So I just want to invite you into that. If you're still trying to live your life and trying to create something, I just want to invite you to let it go and to give it over to God, and to watch what He does in your life. Because He will take you places, He will do things through you that you would never imagine, and you would never choose, okay? But it's going to be powerful, exciting, and guess what? It's going to have eternal fruit. One of the saddest things is to watch someone work hard all their life, accumulate all kinds of things, And then suddenly, it's gone. There was a man who lived not far from me that um, had a life similar to what I would want if I'm arranging a life. He had uh, nice horses, he had an indoor arena, and most of his days were spent, because he was retired, just training his horses. And I would go over and visit with him, and I just thought, man, this is the life. I, I, this is what I would want. But you know what? Um, several years ago, he was out riding one of his horses and something happened, and guess what? He died. That was it. That's what happens when we try to arrange things. It doesn't work out the way that we want because we don't have the power to make it to do so. But the good news is is that the Father does, and when we lay our life down, He brings new life in us. Verse 5 says this, Since we have been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He has. Let me read that again. Since we have been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He was. Here's the thing. It's only those who die who get to live. It's only those who die who get to live. I can say that, oh, I believe Jesus died for me. That's great. Are you willing to receive that though? Are you willing to die yourself, which is to say you put full control in God's hands and you no longer make the decisions? If you haven't made that decision you don't know the Lord. And I just want to say to you, God is waiting for you. He's waiting to give you a good life now, and he's waiting to give you eternal life. And by a good life, I don't mean a life without struggles. That's not what I mean at all. But I do mean it is a life that is full of something. There, there, there's something when we feel life inside of us that we can have circumstances that aren't great, and we still there's something inside of us we feel. But when we don't have that life inside of us, we can have circumstances that are good, and we can just feel a darkness. We can feel a lot of hope we're trying to do things in our own power. God wants to give us a new life inside of us." Verse six says, "We know our old, sinful selves were crucified with Christ, so that sin might lose its power." power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with Him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and He will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin, but now he lives. He lives for the glory of God, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Once again, whenever I arrange for things, it never works out. There's always, uh, first of all, people don't live the the way that I want them to. They don't do the things the way that I want them to. They're off living their own lives. And then there's always other factors that come into play. I fail in places. It never works out. And then here's what I find. When life doesn't work out the way that I want it, I go off into sinful patterns. I look for ways to medicate myself I get mad at people. I get mad at everybody. I just get mad at life. I don't like my job. I don't like the people I'm working with. I don't like, you know, the way things are going at home. I I just, I'm mad that I can't have things that I want. And life just gets really, really dark. And if you're in that place, when this scripture is talking about the power of sin, you know what that power is. Because there are things that you don't want to do. Like, for instance, you get tired of being mad all the time. You get tired of being fearful all the time. But you don't know how to break it. It's like this power that is over you, and you're just like, ah, I'm tired of this, but I don't know what to do. And so you look for ways to medicate it again so that you can kind of forget about it. Well, what if you could break it? What if you could break it? The power of that sin, and you no longer felt the darkness, and you no not longer felt this drive to, to be angry, to be fearful, to look for things to medicate yourself, what if that could be broken? It can be broken. But here's the key. The key is you lay yourself down and you say, God, my life is no longer my own. It's yours This whole thing of me leading it is not working out. So I invite you to come in and live your life through me. And when he does, you will find that the power of sin is broken. And you will be able to live differently. I'm not telling you that because I read it somewhere. I did, okay? I'm telling you that because I've experienced it. Now, do I still fall into sinful patterns? I do, okay? Again, just this morning, I was feeling it. I was trying to arrange for things. But here's the thing. Because of Jesus, I now have the power to break it. And here's how I always do it. I have to say, okay, God, you come and you take this over. And when I do that, you know what? He does it. You can do the same thing. There's nothing you have to do to earn it. You just lay your life down. If you've never done that, I want to invite you this morning to lay your life down and to say, God, it's yours. And then after you do that, I want you to tell somebody. You can tell me, tell somebody that you know that walks with the Lord, tell them, okay? Because we want to walk you through what it is to give your life to the Lord, to be baptized into Christ, to learn to walk with him. If you've never done that, do that today. Don't let today just be a day of festivities that come and go and nothing changes. Let this be the day that you died. So this can be the day that you really. We're going to have a time of worship. And during that time of worship, I just want to invite you to take action and give your life to the Lord. Jesus, thank you.